let me just read one scripture just to, just to show something that Ben was saying about, uh, about the wealth. You know, we think we do it, don't we? We think we go to work, we think, you know, how, you know we go and work hard or whatever it is, and whatever we do, we think we... We're creating wealth, but I'm just going to, you know, and what Ben said, so I'm just going to just put the record straight for everyone this morning. And it comes from um, Deuteronomy 8. Then you might say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives the power to create wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He gave it us to establish the covenant. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Not for us. Yes, food, clothes and all the rest of it. But he's there to establish his agreement with the world. Amen. Okay, so thank you very much everyone so far. Um, Sunday School, Linda and Louise. May God bless you. And I will say this until, until Jesus Christ comes back as I die. Sunday School is so important for the children. Your faith, your, your passion for giving the word of God will affect them. Oh, cheerio. Oh yeah, we just have one. Father, thank you. I just ask you to other just to bless me now, Lord. Father, we have to remember, Father, the words are yours, Father. You only use people to give your words, Lord. So if I humbly come to you today, Father, and say, Father, fill me with your spirit again. And let Father let your your word be the oracle, Father. Not what Mark says, but what the Lord says. So bless me, I pray, as I thank you, in Jesus' name. So, we're going to start, and, 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 and what we've got is, the sermon, sometimes just be still. And, I, I, and I'm going to finish, start with the last scripture I finished with, which is um, Genesis 14, 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. As well as Exodus. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and hold your peace. That's quite powerful just on its own. Stop being fearful of what's going on. Just just hold your breath, you know, and just, just, just give, give a moment for, for let God to come into it and see what God wants for you and see what it is, you know, because it, every, all the problems don't last forever. And so it's so simple. And the Lord will fight for you. And the Bible says in, in many places, the battle is mine saith the Lord. Because it's a, it's a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. If it was a physical battle, we'd all be down the gym with, 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 with Alan every day, you know, going to fighting lessons and all that. No, it's a spiritual battle. It's about our prayers. So, 
already started with a theme and even, even Ben's continued it. You know, when we think what's going on in the world, all the problems today, it, it, it's horrendous. The tragedies everywhere, the wars, the deaths, the people, people you know, the losses people have encountered in their life, the diseases, you know, health, the disabilities. It's, it's a mess. And, and, and Ben's made it even worse this morning, you know, by, by showing us what are we doing? We ain't bothered about the environment. You know, we can, you can laugh and joke about climate change. I've always said they're absolutely right. It's just the way they're going about it. You know, that, you know that, it, they're right. We just don't care. People won't even put the bottles in a bottle thing, you know, you know and, and we, we just waste stuff all the time. Amazing, Ben. But when I start to think about these things, and I do, you know, I, I sit and I'm thinking, dear me, you know, and, and once you start on this, this thought pattern about what the world's like, it gets worse and worse. And then Linda gives you a prayer thing, which makes it worse as well, you know, because it's all the problems. You know, and you think to yourself, what is going on? You know, and, and every time that I look about Innocent people, you know, being killed for no reason. These all these people that bombing people and and and, 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 and the wars that they, you know, the biggest casualty in a war is not the fighters. It's the innocent who are doing nothing. So it's it's all it's all wrong, you know. And I and I used to have a, a, a massive problem with babies dying. And this is me. I'm telling you about me with babies dying. You know, well they didn't have much chance, did they? You know, because I hadn't got a clue about the Bible or anything else. And we lost a child at 11 weeks. And so, you know, I fully understand what it's like, that total confusion. And, and the, the, you know, somebody said to me, the, the emotions that you go through, they're just wild. You know, for anger, temper and blame and, and you know, retaliation to everyone who speaks to you. I promise you, I, I'm, I'm not a pretty quiet person since I've grown up. And you know, and I was. It was. It was. It was awful. And I think to myself, and I have to just take a step back. I have to take a deep breath. And you know, when I think about it, you know, my breath just ex exhales. It's like, oh, what on earth? And I begin to think about the Lord, and I, I cry out to Him, and I pray for all these things, and and then I remember. I have to remember just what the Lord has done with me. Because this is personal. It's, it's all right looking, looking out. But it's also personal the way all these things impact on us. And that's really important. You know, and I just remember them. You know, I have to go back and look at the day I was saved. The day that that. that Things that I didn't know about because I was not a Christian. I hadn't been taught and all these things. But, but the Lord sent his only son and to take me out of darkness into his marvellous light. I was in the dark. I was an angry man. You know, and to heal all the broken hearts, all these things, to release captives and, and, and all those things. People, oh, what, what do you mean release the captives? We're all captive of our own thinking. We, we're so smart that we know better than everyone else. And yet people who tell me they don't believe in God know pretty zero about God. 
They've never seen what it is. They've never seen what it means to follow. They've never seen what God has in store for them. But they're, they're so strong in telling me I'm wrong. And they'll go mad at me. And I'll very nicely say to them, well, what, what's that attitude then? I'm trying to show you something about love and kindness and generosity and faith and, and supporting one another and, and trying to produce a family you know, that, that, that's kind and, 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 and supportive. And you want to shout at me just because I mentioned God? What is that? Let's look at the scripture. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. And this is one of those scriptures I tell everyone, really, really try to learn this. The Spirit of God, the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening to the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. There will be a day of vengeance for every person to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. So when they're struggling, to give them something beautiful for oil of joy for mourning. So when we are mourning, God still wants to come and show how much he loves us by bringing even joy in the time of mourning. And I, and I understand this now. For when, for when my wife dies and, or, or I die, my family will mourn for us. But then the joy of the Lord shall fill them. Because they know what we've tried to do. They know how much we've tried to follow God and teach and do those things of them. So they will rejoice. My, my friend, my, my, best, my best friend in, in the ministry, Clement, died just before Christmas. They had four days. Four days of celebration before his funeral. The family would not admit he was dead until they fasted and prayed totally for four days to get him resurrected. People go, that's ridiculous. I said, that's beautiful. That's a faith that I want to believe. That my, you know, and, and when it was and they came to the day, it was it. They were okay. They mourned. Of course they do. They've just lost the husband and the father. Four days of going over what this man had done. Amazing. The joy for mourning. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, when we're feeling down, there's one way that, that these people just don't understand. That you can get out of all these feelings and thoughts if you could just control yourself and say, Father, I know what I'm going through. I know that it's difficult. I know that I'm angry. I know this is wrong. But Father, I'm still, I'm still going to say, thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. I thank you for where you brought me so far. And I know I'm having a problem at this moment in time, but I know, God, that if I stay with you, you'll see me through. You won't let me suffer. You'll deliver me from whatever's going on. And you'll give me the joy. And you'll give me the garment of praise for the heaviness that I feel. What a release of the, of the man's, the woman's soul. 
Instead of just taking all this on that, I know best. It's the first time in my life that I remember when God revealed to me. He calls the foolish into his kingdom. You'd have called me a fool before I come into a kingdom. And I tell you what, I'd have give you two barrels of what for. Amen? Amen? That's my flesh. It was the way that I grew up. It was the way I was born. It was the, my, all my peer group, my father. Father was a fighter. Boxed for the army and boxed everyone afterwards when he come out. That was our upbringing. My father was lustful, so were the kids. My father was a thief and a robber. And I don't mean going to people's houses, but he didn't have to do some fiddles. And we used to see it. Guess what we were like? That same spirit came to us. So important. But you know, it is this, he gives us this spirit to be the anointed, to be able to see these things, to help people. That's us. Hello? When we receive the Spirit, He gives us the power to be able to do this. And it begins to develop in us this way of life, this amazing way of life. Why? Then they, they may be called the trees of righteousness. Isn't that amazing? I always go to the oak tree because it's, it's English and it's our strongest tree that we've got. And when you see that oak tree, it looks magnificent, doesn't it? And it's, when it's grown and it, you know, it's strong, the roots are strong, you know. And, and that's, that's what he wants for us. And of course, he, he wants that because he said, it's the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. So we can be these strong trees of righteousness planted in this world to show the right way of living with God. You see, and isn't it amazing? He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care how much you've got. He doesn't care how rich you are or how clever you are. Because he said he'll teach us. He'll be with us. He'll guide us. He'll lead us. It's amazing. You know, when we, when we listen to you, know, to you just, just giving these exhortations and these teachings, it's brilliant. You can see that the Lord is working on you to make you that tree of righteousness. It's beautiful. When I do this, then I begin to realize that God can do anything. But he will not go against the will of a person. Isn't that amazing? Will not go against the will of a person. And then my mind begins to change. I've just turned around and told you what sort of a man I was. That's what I was like, you know. And, and when I got beat up at 17 and was in hospital for a couple of weeks, you know, I came out of there. You would not want you to come anywhere near me, I promise you, because nobody was going to beat me up again. That's the first thing I used to do when I used to argue and these people got a bit angry was to hit them first. And if they got up, I was a fast runner. Just like many men, I was really selfish. Really, really selfish. It was me, me, me and me. I was so argumentative. I definitely was the man who wanted to get his own way all the time. I know, men, I'm only just being honest. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's just, this, this is our human nature. And I wanted to get my own way because I always wanted to be right. I never wanted to be wrong. 
And I will go on and on and on and on and on until you give up to admit I was right. And I could go on for hours. That's the wife. Proverbs 21.2. Every way of a man is right. A man means mankind. It doesn't mean this is not just man now. <laughs> I know, ladies, I have to make it clear because the ladies go, ho, 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 ho. It's mankind. But the Lord weighs the hearts. It's the Lord that looks at your heart to see what you're like. And it's, and it's about his heart how you look at him as well. It's not just about everyone else. It's about looking at, at him. Yeah, but people did not like me. And I didn't have many friends. The only time I had friends was when there was a party. I worked for the brewery, M&B. So I was the champ to bring all the booze, cheap booze to the party and all the music and everything else that you wanted so I could get all that from the brewery for nothing. So they invited me there. So when I look around and see what's going on, I get overwhelmed. And especially in our country, and when I look at the churches and the state they are, I mean the churches, the whole church in, in the UK, um, I really then um, have a time of, of, of prayer because it, you know, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, that we're not doing the, 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 what the Lord has asked us to do. But I have to pass it to the Lord. I have to cast my burden to the Lord. I cannot carry any of this because I would go mental. Psalm 46, 10 to 11 says this. Be still and know I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. So no matter what we think, they will have to exalt him at one stage. I will be exalted on the earth. So these again promises of God. He will make this happen. The Lord of hosts is with us. What are the hosts? They're the angels of heaven. A third of the angels were cast down. That means we've got two thirds on our side. How many angels? The Bible says they are innumerable. Innumerable. And then when we remember, we Christians are saved, born again Christians. When we remember what the Lord has taught us, all the wills and shalls in the Bible are for us. The promises from the Lord, if we trust him, follow his teachings, put our lives, put into our lives all he advises to do, he will fulfill those promises in our lives. And so it's not up to God. It's actually up to us how we live our life and what we want to do. It is this 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 these thousand scriptures of promise that I hang on to. I hang on to them, you know, steadfast. It's definitely, I hold them all the time because I know no matter what's going on, I will see the salvation of the Lord. And what is that salvation? It's a deliverance. It's a delivery out of where we are to be put into a better place. And that's what it is. Salvation, of course, the, the salvation goes all the way through life now. God is keeping us saved. Once we're saved, he's teaching us how to stay saved. But it's not just all about that. It's about you. It's about making your life better. So that's really so Im Im important. Listen again. Isaiah 40, 1 to 9. 
comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. God wants us to get us out of the battles. We're going to have battles every time. I don't care who you are. I don't care how happy you think you are or what you've got. You're going to have a battle at some stage in your life. And, and I, I can tell everyone, if you haven't had many battles in your life, you, 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 you're very fortunate. I promise you, you're going to get some. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. What's he talking about? He's, he's telling you, yeah, the world, look at it. Wherever you go, whether it's flat, you're going to come to a hill. When you come to a hill, there's going to be somewhere that's flat. There's valleys and, and depths everywhere. You're going to look at the oceans. The, high, the, the highest place is the ocean turned upside down. And it's in, the, in that abyss, abyss, whatever it is, some, some place. It's massive. So, you know, there's, there's all these things. But God said, I'll make a way for you. That's straight. I'll bring, I'll bring down your mountains. I'll fill your valleys. I'll make you a pathway to me. Isn't it amazing? I'll make a pathway. And he says, cry out. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? Listen to this. All flesh is grass. And all its loveliness is like the flowers of the field. You know, we see our meadows, that, that, you know, that with all the lovely flowers in the meadow and the grass, it looks lovely. The grass withers. The flower fades. Because the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. Here today, gone tomorrow. We never know what's going to happen. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. You know, it's so strong, isn't it? When we see, you know, about learning what we're, what we're learning. And it's, it, this is quoted again in Luke. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain shall be, shall, shall be, brought, shall be brought low. And the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough way smooth. That's what God wants to do for us. And all flesh shall see. The salvation of God. Every person can, you know, if they only listen, shall see how true this is. You know, when it gets better, this word just gets better. It just, it just doesn't pop one or two little things. It just keeps carrying on trying to strengthen us. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. We are never going to have a clue. We've just got to try and learn. He gives us power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. And even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait upon the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. Isn't it marvellous what the Lord wants for us? And you know, this is incredible. Everything that I look at and everything that I try and I get the scriptures, you know, and Ben said, test me and prove me, you know. Well, it's test him and prove him on everything. It's not just on the money, it's on everything. Money is the, is the one that he uses. Why? Because man, man wants money. And the women, that's mankind. Because they think that's going to make their life as a smooth path. Listen, the promises are yes and amen. The scripture tells us, 2 Corinthians 1, 17 to 22. Therefore, when I was planning this, this is Paul talking to the Corinthians. So this is Paul talking. Therefore, when I was planning this, when he was planning to go there, did I do it lightly? Or the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? Do I plan everything according to me? That's what he's saying. Isn't it amazing? That with me, there should be a yes, yes, and no, no. So, you know, we think about it. Yeah, I'll do that. No, I'll do that. And, and that's the way we judge everything in our flesh. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Isn't that amazing? Everything he's saying he's going to do, there's no no. It's a yes. This is what I'm planning to do with you. And my answer is, are you going to do it, Lord? Yes. Will you do it, Lord? Yes. That's his promise and his answer is yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. So they're all yes. And it all is, so be it. We follow, we get the promises. We don't follow, it's, that's the no, isn't it? Who's, whose fault is that? It's not God. It's us. Now, he who establishes with you in Christ has anointed us in God. Isn't that, this anointing is wonderful. And he's, he's filling us with his spirit. That's his anointing. He will give us the things that we need. Who also sealed us and given us in our hearts his spirit as a guarantee. So all you have received the spirit is already showed you his guarantee. I will do it. Be still and know that he's God. Meditate on it. Sit in the mornings and read your Bible and pray and then sit still and let God do what God wants to do. Whenever, whatever the circumstances we have, God can and will help, especially if we're trusting and following his word. Being still sometimes in our day and age seems impossible. 
There's that much noise going on, there's that many things to do. People who like me who have a to-do list is never a finished list. There's always something to do. And ladies who, who do housework and all that being at home, how come they spend all their time? Where do they spend it? It's fascinating, but everyone seems to be busy. You know, and there's, a, there's an anagram for busy. B-U-S-Y. If you're busy, you're under Satan's yoke because you have no time for God. It's as simple as that. So if you are, get out of it. It's so important. Being still sometimes seems a waste of time. Uh, but then it's what the Lord asks us to do because all the things we've committed ourselves to do, that is why sometimes we can't just sit still and spend time with God. It's time. And the Bible is so clear about time. Redeem the time. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says this. See then that you walk circumspectly. Circumspectly means wise. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. What does redeeming the time mean? It means spending your time wisely. But I love the, the, I love the, uh, the Strong's um, dictionary view. It's, it's beautiful because this is that, that what we've translated from the Greek into the English sometimes doesn't really make it too clear. And redeeming the time means rescue from loss. Isn't that fascinating? We're rescuing time that we're wasting from loss to give something positive. And listen to the next bit to it. And improve opportunity. Isn't that fascinating? So, that, you know, we don't waste our time. We use it wisely. We use the things for God as well and, and put things of God in our place. And all of a sudden, our opportunities to be blessed by God and do things for God and get more blessing has been improved just because we've looked at time. Amazing. It is this time spending with the Lord that, you, that we use to listen, to meditate on the word, to consider our ways, to escape from the, the massive noise of the world. Everywhere you go, it's noisy now. Setting your mind on heavenly things, planning your life, what you're going to be doing, reflecting on the good and the bad, and also to make sure that to look at ourselves to see if we're growing in the Lord. A time to make a few notes and a time to see what God is saying to you. Be still and know that I am God. Remember Psalm 1. This is another favourite of mine. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So ungodly people are the people that don't believe in God and don't follow God. Okay? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the scene of the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. In other words, that word is with him all the time. You know, we can't sit and meditate on the word all day. You won't get to work. You know, and your wives will be very unhappy if you're just sitting there meditating on the word all day. You don't come home, you don't bring the wages home, and you get the sack. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that's the fact, isn't it? That's the natural world that we, that we, that we live in. So it's so important. And listen again about the tree. 
But if we do that, if we do delight in the law of the Lord, if we delight in the word and, and meditate and follow it and do those things, he said, it shall be like a tree. Here's this tree again, planted by the rivers of water, that it brings forth its fruit in, in its season, whose leaf, leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he shall do shall prosper. Isn't that amazing? just shows you if we can get rooted in what God has wanted us to do if we can just do some of this meditation, do some reflection look at what we're like and poor old Andrea came to my house and picked a reading book out of my library and don't, don't ask me why she picked this one, I would not have picked it, but she hadn't got a clue I, I said, she said, well what do you want to read, well I want to read so I showed her some Christian fiction books and she said, uh, and she looked around, she was going, oh, oh, you know. And she went, oh, I'll do this one. It's only a small book. And it's called The Spirit of Jezebel. Why she's picked it, I don't know. But Linda said, why she picked that for us? And I said, it's got to be the Lord, Linda. I said, because she's going to have a real struggle reading this. I said, it really is a, a... But I've let her take it. And this morning, she was... This morning, she was really different. And she has, a, she has a battle with me. She has a battle with everyone. But she has a battle. She has a, she has a, battle, she has a battle with me. You know, she said something this morning. I said something back. She never answered me. And I'll, hmm. So I said something else, and she stopped me. She went, I said, she, Mark, that book, is, it's really affected me. Isn't that amazing? Why? She's taking it, she's reading it, she's reflecting upon it, she's looking at herself. No longer looking at David or Mark or Kevin or whoever else she looks at. She's looking at herself. That's what it is. It's that meditation, that reflection, that spending time in doing something that makes us grow. That's for yourself. You see, in that time she's had to reflect is, be still and know that I'm God. Who then reveals to her, not about anyone else this time, about her. Isn't that marvellous? I love it. He has so much for everyone. He knows every little thing about you, no matter what you say, no matter what you do. He knows everything. He knew you before you were born. He breathed life into you to give it, because that's what it says, the spirit of life, and has known about you ever since. He even knows every hair on your head, and yours, Alan, and has a plan for you. Isn't that amazing? That's everyone. Atheists and agnostics, gnostics and satanists, and everything. still got a plan for them you know, what they're going to do is come and listen find out, Jeremiah 29 11 to 14 says this God says I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord and that thought of peace give you peace in your heart and not evil to give you a future and hope then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me. And you will find me. And when you search with me with all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And then I will bring you out of captivity. Isn't that amazing? 
See how much we, we you know, it, it's about us and it's about what we want in life and, and trying to find out. So, whatever your circumstances, when we're with the Lord, meditating on his word, redeeming the time by doing what the Lord has asked, learning from him every day, obediently doing the work of the ministry, studying the word, working together, saving souls, teaching to make disciples, still be still. And know that is God. And that God is working out your salvation. He's working with you to knock off the rough parts. He's the potter. You're the clay. And he just keeps pressing the thing and you know, and if it doesn't go right, you know, he can he can smash it and bring it back and start moulding it again. That's God forever trying to work with us. When we do this, then we'll see his righteousness. We will become those trees of righteousness in him. And his peace will be with us. And his joy. In the Holy Spirit we shall have. No matter what's going on. Going back to Moses. What we started with. God went ahead of the Israelites. In a cloud. Cloud by day. Fire by night. Separate them. But for the cloud was that when the cloud appeared they followed. So what's he telling us? God appeared as a cloud. Why? Because God always goes before us. He surrounds us with his love. His rod and his staff shall protect us. All those things are promises of God. And so he went. And whatever obstacle, whatever comes in our way, he helped, is going to help us to overcome. He wants to guide us and lead us like the cloud, but we've got this word to lead us. And therefore it gives us great, should give us great confidence to move and take away our fears and anxieties of anything dramatic or undramatic that's going to happen to us in this life. Anything we're going to encounter. It is so easy to be preoccupied with ourselves and our thoughts and our situations that we take our eyes off the Lord and all that he has promised. For he will give us all the knowledge and wisdom that we will ever need. Philippians 4, 6, 7, last scripture. Be anxious for nothing. Stop worrying. It does you no good at all. It actually, it actually hurts you. You can do nothing about it. So why don't you just forget it? And go and do what you can do. And then you haven't got to worry. I can't be anxious about the country going away from God. I can cry out to God. And for me to do my bit, for me to stop looking at and worrying about everything and just try to help someone save one soul. Lord, help me save one more soul. That's what it should be. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanks, let your requests be made to, known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be still. Set our minds on his will. And then we will be ready in season and out of season to do his will.